Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast, Joe. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 30 of Transformers Energon. It is Jungle Planet. This episode was written by Akira Okea, and the last time on Transformers Energon, Megatron interrogated Inferno on the moon and reprogrammed him to be a Decepticon, maybe. And in this episode, uh, a bunch of Autobots, Rodimus and Optimus, most importantly, are flying past this shimmering wall. Yep, and uh, the Autobots are pursuing the Decepticons who are pursuing the Autobots, Alpha Q tells us, and <laughs> yeah. Megatron laughs for a bit, and then if it had an opening bumper, it feels like this is where it would be. And then back on the planet where they had Shock Blast chained up before, Downshift and Wheeljack, I mean Cliffjumper, find evidence of a recent battle and need to report into their new boss, whose name is Bulkhead. Yeah, they kind of talk some shit about him, um, and then you hear like, hey there, boy, <laughs> and he, they turn around and he's standing up, I guess on their spaceship, or I couldn't tell what it was, but he, it's kind of... Hey. What? Hey, pal. Who, me? Yeah, you. Come here. You wanna buy a bulkhead? A bulkhead? Shh! A bulkhead? Right. Wait a minute. That's not bulkhead. Sure it is. Bulkhead always sounded like a crazy prospector. A crazy prospector? Shh! A crazy prospector? Right. Wait a minute. Who are you? It's me, Herman the Sales Guy. The? Shh! The? Right. Wait a minute. You're not Herman. Uh, yeah, that's Herman. I always has been Herman. Uh, don't be racist. Racist? Shush. Racist? Uh, yeah, that's right. Now stop asking questions. Roll tape. I'm not racist. And begin. But yeah, Bulkhead is here. Somehow he landed his space cruiser behind them and they didn't notice. And Andy's green. Uh, that's his, but that's as close as we're going to get to, like, prime or animate a Bulkhead. And, and he's as nuts as Dr. Jones. Like, he's just laughing at everything. Yeah, he's kind of kooky, old, crazy. It feels like a little bit of cup, but just too kooky and not as grumpy. Yeah. Uh, any, anyway, yeah, the uh, the the Autobots, uh, back with the Autobots near that shimmering wall of colors, they're like, oh, maybe Unicron's in there, so I guess they're going to go within, or go into it. Um, and then we go to Jungle Planet. Oh, oh, um, uh, not Wheeljack and, uh, what is it, Downshift, Crossfire? Which Downshift, one is he? Yeah. Downshift. They're on Iron Planet. Planet, and then we go to Jungle Planet, and the Omnicons are sunbathing. Yeah, they're just out relaxing on lawn chairs, and the planet star has made an Energon star appear on Signal Flare's chest, but he doesn't really seem worried about it. It's like, this is perfectly normal, I guess. And I get that he's not worried about it. That's fine, but like, well, okay, the other two Omnicons are kind of amazed by it, but then Kicker comes out and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever, I don't care. You, you've just... Called dis- it a sunburn. Yeah, you've just discovered an infinite supply of energon yes <laughs> anyway kicker's more interested in <laughs> kind getting of a out. big deal yeah yeah uh, anyway kicker wants to go out and find inferno with ironhide and he is in some friggin panic to find him like kicker is up to 12 this whole episode like forget 11 he's it, he's just nuts yeah they get out they're driving and there's actually one point where uh i think they get a call from misha who's like there's a decepticon ahead of you and kicker's like they have no time so he jumps out of a moving vehicle and runs on his feet because yeah. ironhide is 
too slow? He's in a, he's a fucking truck. And and then Kicker even says something about, I'm not worried about Decepticons because if there were any, my hair would light up. And then it immediately <laughs> does when they find Inferno. And, and Ironhide's like, see, effectively. And Kicker turns around and kicks him. He does a lot of kicking in these next few episodes. Oh, yeah, um, especially in the next one. Yeah. And then we go to, I think there's actually been a couple shots of Inferno at this point, like just sitting in this uh, jungle and zoning out, man. And then he has uh, basically flashbacks of Megatron saying, aha. I'm turning you into a Decepticon. Yes, it's, it's exactly that line almost from Resident Evil 4 where Sadler is like, soon you'll be unable to resist this intoxicating power. Like, e- even the voice, you, you could picture David Kay doing that character's voice. And he does, like, the Empire Strikes Back, I'll never join you and all that shit. And now Megatron from Unicron can sense Inferno and knows that he's on a planet full of Energon, but isn't every planet in this galaxy full of Energon? <laughs> That's for asking logical questions. Uh, so we then go to Misha, who calls in uh, to or calls Kicker and is like, "The Decepticons are attacking, and I don't know what it is from space, but something blasts a near planet destroying laser beam into the jungle planet." Yep. And on the planet, Kicker and Ironhide run for it, but Ironhide just stops suddenly because he realizes Inferno didn't follow them. Like, man, we're under attack. We got to run. Yeah. And Kicker's obsessed with like calling the Miranda two for cover, but yeah, just get. Back anyway, uh, Inferno has stayed in the forest to put out the fire that this giant laser has started, um, and he's at the same time is freaking out, realizing they found me. They found me. I don't know how they did, but they found me. I thought this was kind of cool though, because like he he's physically fighting the fire, but at the same time. He's like, I need to fight this, like meaning being changed into a Decepticon. It's like, need to fight two things at once. Like, I wonder if they intended it like that, the way it's written. You know what? I'll just say now, there's a couple things in this episode, that being one of them, that I really did like. Um, anyway, we go to a space where the Decepticons are going to um, like attack the planet. And again, I don't know what they shot this laser from. It's because well, I think just... it was shock blast firing down them. Because you do see him shooting down at the planet, and it's, the beam kind of looks the same. Okay, all right, I, I missed that. Uh, but then all the Autobots show up. Well, not all of them, uh, because the uh, not Wheeljack and Downshift and um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Cup, not Copper, still out in space. Uh, here come the other ones, and Jetfire transforms and just flying sidekick Snowcat into Shock Blast. <laughs> and Shock Blast is like, get out of my way. Like, just bats him away. Okay, did you notice a bit where, uh, I think it was Demolisher or maybe Starship, I forget who it was, but one of them turns to Scorponok is like, and is like, hey, go down to the planet and gather Energon, but he calls him Megatron, yeah. and then it's David Kay's voice. So, like, not only are they giving orders to Megatron, the Megatron isn't even Megatron, it's Scorponok, but Scorponok talks with Megatron's voice, and man, they really screwed that up. Yeah, yeah, immensely. Uh, anyway, the Decepticons keep the Autobots busy uh, so they can't get to the planet to stop I don't know what, the fire? Um, because they're, I guess, to stop uh, Scorponok and all the Terracons. Anyway, uh, Wing Saber and Optimus, they power link and try to, like, we're, we're going to flank them. We're going to get around their attack. And then Megatron shows up. Yeah, because as he's making the dive for the planet, as he's coming down, something shoots him in the back, which causes him to land with a splash in a cloud. Like, even when he sticks his head back out, he, he takes a breath like he was just underwater. But yeah, what shot him in the back is Megatron. And I loved all of this visually. I Like, I love that sploosh through the cloud. It was a really great shot of them panning down and kind of sploosh. It was a little silly that he had to breathe when he came up. I agree. But 
they're finally doing that thing I had been saying they should do of just use camera. And because of the clouds are in the background and it's 2D, they can kind of pan around with the clouds and whip the camera around Optimus and it looks like he's flying around and it looks like Megatron's flying around when really all Megatron is doing is kind of slightly bending at the hips when his guns are firing. But with the right camera work and the right background, it looks like these two are in a dogfight. It's really well done. And then Starscream appears behind Optimus. He's here too and he's like, says something about uh, thanks for showing up or whatever he says and then we go to alpha q and he's mad as hell that megatron would attack their planet the nerve of him after all they did for him you know letting him come back to life and all that and because why the hell not kicker summons the energon saber out of the sky and oh, starts Jesus. hacking down trees yeah uh, and can we just acknowledge that this is the most powerful weapon or artifact or whatever in the cosmos something 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 just just noting that now putting a pin in that for now uh but yeah he starts cutting down the trees and alpha q's like what are you doing and Kicker basically explains this is what a fire break is. Well, except the trees are still there. They're just on the ground. Like, you got to clear that shit away, Kicker. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And they're cutting down trees at the edge of the forest. Because yes, exactly. Because around, there's it's a just, cliff. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know what you're trying to do there, buddy, but you're doing it. By the way, uh, Ironhide sees Inferno fighting Terracons. They go to join him, but he basically tells him, oh, no, keep your distance. I guess he's worried that, you know, he might turn into Mr. Hyde. Yeah, and, and Ironhide's like, Kicker, I didn't think we should be doing anything here. Uh, because Inferno's giving him bad vibes or whatever, but Kicker's like, whatever. He jumps down to start hacking up Terracons. He's got a couple neat moves, I'll give him that. And then Scorponok shows up and commercial break. And when we come back, Kicker says Scorponok's been turned into an Energon-eating zombie freak, and... He's always been a Terracon that eats Energon. Anyway, yeah, really. But because he's a Terracon who can sense Energon, he asks Inferno where it's hidden. Like, shouldn't you just be able to tell where it is, man? You, you would think, eh, whatever. And so, Scorponok, I, okay, I kind of like parts of this and didn't like other parts, but Scorponok goes to attack Inferno and Ironhide defends him, but, like, Scorponok just bashes Ironhide out of the way. Yep. More than once in this episode, might I add. And, oh, yeah. But Inferno's never going to tell where this stuff is because he's still an Autobot and Scorponok couldn't care less what he is. And Inferno then asks Ironhide, who is right beside him, what he's doing over there. Like, he, he's right beside him. He's not over there. And then Ironhide says he needs help over here. Like, you're beside each other. Yeah, and then, to continue on the list of pointless crap, uh, Kicker decides this is when he's going to attack Scorponok, and with the most powerful weapon slash artifact in the cosmos, he runs up at Scorponok and starts hacking at him, and it does nothing. And Scorponok is admittedly bent over a little bit, because Kicker is smacking him in the face, but, like, Scorponok is huge. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to reach that far. And it's almost like Scorponok is leaning in to let him do it, just to show how pointless it is. Like, are you unhappy? Come on, do it. Come on. Uh, anyway, so I think we go, is this when we go back up and Optimus sends, uh, who is it, Jetfire and Rodimus, like, to the surface? And and, they, and I think this is more, they, they continue the Megatron Optimus fight, isn't it? This is, okay, uh, yeah, because this is, my notes are more great camera work. Yep, like Megatron is just blasting Optimus, who is just letting him 
do. It doesn't seem like it's putting a dent in Optimus. And but uh, yeah, you know then, what? With the camera whipping around and it looks like Megatron is flying through the air, it gives me this feeling that it's a dogfight and Optimus is kind of doing the same. And the camera zips up to his face when he says shit like, I'll never stop fighting you, Megatron. That's <laughs> my inner John, I think is one of his lines. And now back in space, I guess the Autobots who couldn't get around the Decepticons to get down to the planet are going to get around the Decepticons and they fly off in all directions. And somehow that confuses the Decepticons. Where'd they go? And then they all fly back in from all directions and the Decepticons are still confused by that. And now Cliff Jumper downshift and Bulkhead are with them and Rodimus recognizes Bulkhead. Yeah, and I do like that. I uh, it's, oh, Which one's the Yodeler? Snowcat. Yodeler? Yeah. It, it, Snowcat is, is like, wait a minute, there's more of them. There's three more. And, and I love the idea that he kept a tally when they left and they showed up and wait a minute. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, there's no real explanation or detail in their uh, background, but yeah, Rodimus recognizes uh, Not Cup. Well, and uh, yeah, and speaking of things that he's not, he is a green Autobot that transforms into a helicopter. So calling him Springer was totally out of the question. But anyway, back in the sky, Megatron's still blasting away. And since he's such a nice guy, he'll make this quick. Don't worry, Optimus won't make you suffer. And then back in space, everyone's just standing there, basically. And Bulkhead calls Shock Blast, who was a notoriously dangerous criminal on Cybertron, a young whippersnapper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, okay, so they do a big uh, power links um, bit. and um, Yeah, it's Hotshot and Cliffjumper, and they power link without even saying hello to each other first. Like, do these guys know each other from way back? Or, like, otherwise, it's kind of a funny way to say hi. This is one of the other things I do like in this uh, episode is, like, yeah, so you said Hotshot and Cliffjumper uh, power link, Downshift and Jetfire power link, and later on, Jetfire power links with Cliffjumper. So I really do like that mix and match vibe. Yeah. That's kind of neat. But anyway, we go back down to the planet. Uh, Kicker's still hacking away at Scorponok. And then he just, like, knocks him aside. He's going to do this a couple times. Sends him flying. I'll give Kicker credit because he's wearing that magic suit. But he should be dead or paralyzed. Oh, you would think. Yeah. And then uh, he um, he just keeps going on about, You're a Decepticon at heart. Megatron changed you. And tell me where the Energon is. Yada, yada. Yep. Look at your shoulder if you don't believe me. And... But uh, Inferno will never tell, and Kicker takes another run at Scorponok, who just backhands him again, and this time Kicker doesn't get up right away, so maybe he actually did something. Yeah, everything is bleak, and oh, oh no, but then Hotshot and his crew with, you know, is Rodimus with him? No, it's with Not Cup and Not Wheeljack and uh, um, Downshift. They all show up, and um, th they fight off Scorponok. Yep, and uh, Inferno declares he's an Autobot, and then his symbol that had changed to a Decepticon symbol changes back to an Autobot logo, and Scorponok can't believe this shit, and now uh, yeah, Bulkhead and the others are here. They offer to lend a hand. Yeah, not Cup, not Springer even has a line, something to the effect of like, hey, Inferno, good to see your Autobot symbol back to shiny and new or something, as if he was aware yeah, of yeah. what Made Inferno an old Autobot proud. <laughs> yeah, so like you said, I think you said, Scorponok retreats, and um, then the Autobots, everybody's kind of chilling and relaxing, and okay, this is where shit makes no sense. They talk for a bit, and then Kicker's like, hey, um, not Cup, not uh, Springer, how did you get here? And he's like, oh, we just flew through the rift, and somehow that means that they can get back? Well, yeah, somehow the, that well, Kicker's like, oh, this means we can contact Planet Cybertron, he calls it, and uh, we could go home if we wanted to. And But then Optimus says they need to find more Energon to revive the planet they're on now, like, you know, get the shit to do first before we can leave. And... 
kickers is like, whoa, I know how we can do that. And he tells them about Signal Flare's new ability. So I guess they don't need to worry about finding any. But I'm stuck on the rift. I'm stuck on the rift because now that they can just contact Cybertron, I have two big questions. Sorry, I have a question to comment. My first question is, had you not tried before? Because <laughs> for the last few episodes, you've been saying there's no way to contact Cybertron. And now you just found out you can. So you never even tried. And my comment is, well, great. So now the rift is completely pointless. There's no point to the rift. They just go through it. Now it's just a wormhole. Fuck, fuck this series. Signal Flare can synthesize Energon from sunlight. All right, that's certainly not unheard of in photosynthesis. Plants turn sunlight into food. If you go back down the food chain, all life on Earth is solar powered. And they're going to revitalize the planet by having one Omnicon layout in the sun producing one Energon star at a time. It could take a while. And sounds like a pretty cushy job for him, though. But this planet already has grass and trees and rivers. It is vitalized. How much more do they want? And why is Signal Flare only discovering this now? He's been out in the sun before. Is it something special about this planet star? Kind of like Superman? And why isn't he at all concerned or at the very least excited about it? The other two Omnicons find it kind of strange. If you laid out in the sun for an hour and a pizza or a plate of spaghetti just appeared on your chest, you'd probably have questions. You'd probably give the doctor a call. And why just Signal Flare? Why not Sky Blaster Strongarm? They're Omnicons too. Or is it unique to this particular Signal Flare? Because we've seen that there are many more than one of each Omnicon. So get all of them down here. Have them all lie out in the sun. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show, Jungle Planet. Paul, what'd you find in the foliage? What'd you like? Uh, everything with Inferno. I'd say almost everything with Inferno. I kind of liked, like especially that scene where he's fighting the fire. At the same time, I'm saying, I need to fight this. Like he's he's talking about fighting, turning into a Decepticon while he's fighting a fire. Is like I, I really really like that. Yeah, I, I agree. I liked Inferno's thing. Um, I mentioned the camera work. I liked. I'm not going to uh, beat that horse. Um, but another thing I did like, which I don't think I even mentioned, it was there's a bit where uh, I forget what Transformer it is, but one of the Autobots says to Megatron, ah, Megatron, you see, this is why we're strong. We link together and we work as a team. And that was the first time I realized, oh, the the Decepticons don't power link at all. Yeah, it really kind of points that out. Like, it's one of those things you don't really notice until, oh. Yeah, I guess they don't. Yeah, and, and it's, it is a very um, a great visual and physical representation of teamwork. And I really like that they cl- clearly laid out that difference between Autobots and Decepticons that, yeah, I will admit, I hadn't seen before. So, Well, you almost wonder, are they going to do anything with that? Though? Now that the Decepticons have been told, like, well, Optimus, you gave me the idea, and now all of a sudden, I don't know what they can do. They well, you know, okay. Form Voltron. But, but what they could do is, like, if, if Inferno does slip over to the Decepticons, Decepticons, he might be able to teach them how to power link and that changes things. Or maybe he goes to the Decepticons and realizes, I don't have anybody to be my pants mode. I'm going to go back (laughs) to the Autobots. I don't know. (laughs) That's the way he goes back. It's like, that's more important to him than, you know, being a Decepticon or an Autobot. (laughs) he has. Yeah, I need... In the end, I just wanted... Hot shot to be my pants again. Uh, what's the next episode we're going to do is Bulkhead. If you want to uh, talk to a couple big dummies, you can email us at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yep, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later.
soon you will become able to resist this intoxicating power. 